Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Ocean State Sidelines. I'm Brandon McGear, sports writer with the Pawtucket Times with Soccer Call. Once again, joined by my co-pilot, the sports editor emeritus of the Independent. You try saying that three times fast. Also freelancing for new pu- uh, several publications around the state, including us. Will Gagan. Will, how are you on this Thursday night? Doing doing great, Brendan. Ready to uh, get back to some football tomorrow. Yeah, uh, it's... Uh, Neither one of us are out of a game on a Thursday night. There was only one game um, on Thursday, potting against at Pilgrim. And busy Friday and uh, equally busy Saturday. Uh, we'll both be out in the field on Friday. Will, you will be at a game on Saturday. We'll uh, dive into the slate. But um, I guess the theme for this week, well, as uh, we close the books on the final weekend in September, is, you know, some teams have a great chance to take that next step in solidifying a playoff spot. For some others, it's about jumping back into the playoff picture. And others, they could uh, basically could be looking at a long road here if they go down again this weekend. So uh, we'll jump into it. Um, I guess uh, I want to start with the game that you'll be going to, Will. Uh, Middletown at Coventry. Middletown, they rebounded last week in a major way against Tolman. Shut them out at home in the rain on Saturday night. Coventry, they're off to a 2-0 start under first-year head coach Anthony Alejandro. Beating Tollgate, beating uh, Chatterhoe, but uh, this is their first true test of the season. So um, I think a sneaky good game of Division Three on Friday night. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. You know, Middletown at Coventry. Um, Middletown law was the uh, the D three runner up last year, and uh, you know I think pretty high expectations coming in. Lost the classical in their opener, uh, and then like you said, just a big time rebound against the Tolman team that was off to a good start just blew them out uh, last week. So they'll, they're kind of riding high. Coventry, uh, you know, they've, they've sort of been on the cusp there the, the past few years, strong, a, a program that has, has developed and gotten stronger. And they've got a chance here to kind of make a statement, uh, a statement win in, uh, in Division 3A. Right now they're 2-0 in the league play. Haven't, like you said, haven't maybe played the best teams yet. Chero and Tollgate, they're two wins. Both of those teams are 0-2. So we'll see, you know, where Coventry stacks up, and then Middletown with a chance to sort of reassert itself and say, okay, we, you know, that that loss, uh, that was just one week, and and we're back. You know, speaking of chances to uh, re- reinsert themselves back in the picture, uh, Tolman, you know, we we'll mentioned they lost to uh, Middletown thirty-five nothing previous week. They went on the road to beat Charlotte forty nothing. We'll see which team shows up on Friday night when they have the high-powered running attack of Lincoln coming to Max Reed Field. Um, Will, I'm just going to read you these numbers because you saw Lincoln in person last Friday against Glasgow. First game against Johnston, 274 yards rushing. No, against North Smithfield, Mount St. Charles Co-op, 283 yards rushing. And last week, the game that you saw, 314 yards on the ground. That's Those are incredible figures to be putting up in a high school game. I don't care what division it is. Yeah, I mean, I was super impressed by Lincoln. Like, there were times, you know, if, if they weren't, you know, off schedule with, with penalties, if they weren't turning the ball over, they looked unstoppable. And Classical, I think, is going to be a pretty good team. They, they, you know, just had the win over Middletown. And there were times where they just, they just couldn't stop it. If, they, if Lincoln's O-line blocks well, and they, they seem to do it more often than not, They've got the backs with Tyler Durang um, and some other guys who are stepping up to be really, really hard to stop. Uh, I see them right now 
you know, along with Moses Brown as, as the best teams in, in D3. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Lincoln, they run the wing T uh, formation. Uh, you mentioned uh, Tyler Durang off to a great start. Uh, Sean Clifford, another uh, talented runner. And the emergence of sophomore Jaden Rodriguez, I think, has been a key for this team. Uh, you know, it's been a, an upperclassman team, a lot of seniors dominate the roster. But to have a sophomore like uh, Jaden come in and two weeks in a row he scored a touchdown, that uh, re- represents a nice change of pace from the uh, upper-class leadership that they've been demonstrated and. We'll switch gears now to a couple of games where a couple of teams have a chance to maybe take uh, that next step in terms of the division. Barrington, you know, uh, they have some quarterback injury issues. Alex McClellan doesn't sound like they'll be playing Friday night when they go to France and East. And then also, too, in Division Four, Davies at North Providence. Uh, both teams off to undefeated starts. Remember, Division Four, they jumped into league play, league play right away. There was no week zero games for either one of them. So, it's a chance for all three teams we just mentioned, Davies, uh, North Providence, and uh, Barrington, to take a massive step forward in terms of maybe wrapping up or at least inching closer to a playoff spot before the calendar flips to October. Yeah, I mean, has any team been impressive as Barrington? I mean, they beat Burrowville team that, that looks pretty strong in a non-league game. Then they beat Shea 42-8. to And then Westerly, who – Coming off a really impressive win and has been very good the last few years. Beat them 37 to nothing. Like they have they have state claim to that top spot in D2. Uh and and they've they've been really good. So yeah, another chance for them to to keep rolling, you know, depending on health, but uh, a big chance for them. And another game will probably note, um, maybe because I saw them last week, uh East Greenwich. They are going to be heading to Mount Pleasant. Uh for a 6 p.m. game, I believe, at Conley Stadium. Mount Pleasant, um, give them credit. They won on the road last week in the rain at Burville and nearly pulled it out. They were leading 8-7 to seven with about nine minutes to go. Uh, big running back for them, uh, number 17, Ben So. I thought maybe they were just going to have the opportunity to wind down the clock, but uh, two teams are 0-1, Will. And last thing you want to do is maybe go into that 0-2 hole that, you know, Basically, it's a death knell in my book where, it, you know, it's it's a it's a long season, but also it's a short season that goes fast. You go over two in league play, you know, it's almost like you're really swimming up uh, water at that swimming against the current at that point. Yeah, it's, it's a long season, but it's not ultimately that many league games. I mean, they're playing, what, seven league games. So, yeah, oh, two start is uh, it's a little tough at that point. Grayson Westerly tried to avoid an oh, and three start when they head on the road to East Providence. Uh, East Providence, they uh, were riding high one week. Will, you saw them when uh, they shut out St. Rayfield, and then the following Thursday night, they go on the road and get smacked by Cumberland. Uh, you know, kind of another, similar to Tolman, where you, you don't know which week, uh, which team is going to show up, but uh, kind of a same boat as uh, East Grange, Mount Pleasant, kind of a, a, a quasi-elimination game, you know, to the loser. It could really be behind the eight ball in terms of the playoffs there, and uh other games, Char- uh, Tollgate, they'll be at Charaho. Rogers, they'll travel to Mount Hope. Narragansett, that heads to West Warwick. South Kingstown, uh, they head to Portsmouth. Shea at Westerly. Both those teams uh, getting, I guess, thoroughly shellacked last week. Uh, might be the best way to say it. I shouldn't say Shea did not get shellacked. They only lost 19 to nothing. But uh, it's been a tough couple weeks there for the Raiders. They head on the road to take on the Bulldogs. We mentioned Barrington at Kingston East. And then Smithfield at Tiverton. And then another non-leaguer, North Kingstown, heading to St. Rayfield. 
And the, the Saints had a uh, had a nice bounce back last week, so yeah, uh, they'll, they'll be they'll be back in the mix, I think, before all is said and done. Yeah, they uh, and you know we bring up a, a game like that, Will, where you're North Kingstown and you're Saint Rayfield. Uh, you know we've seen this over the last couple of years where you know you have that power four and some teams will schedule games within the with you know within the state just kind of around the schedule. If you're Saint Rayfield. You know, what, how do you approach it? Do you think it's better to maybe just rest your key guys, you know, get them into the half? Do you approach it like maybe it's like an injury fund game where you only go in at a half and understand that there are more important games on the docket ahead? Yeah, it's it's that part of it is my least favorite thing about this alignment. I like some things about the alignment. I uh, like Division Two is just like such a, a good division now, same for Division Three. But yeah, that part of it is weird. I mean, and, and for team like North Kingston, you know, they played East Greenwich last week. They're not at all. Those are like worlds apart now, those programs. So it's, you know, how does NK treat it? How does, and then, and then the other side, like with, with what you're saying with St. Ray's, you know, I, I think ultimately they teams look at it as a good test. Like it's a chance to, to see how they match up with a really good team. But yeah, I mean, you're not, you're not going to play like it's an elimination game. Like it's a playoff game. So it, uh, it puts teams in just a little bit of a weird spot. Yep, and now we'll flip the page. We go to Saturday, high noon, out at Alumni Field. Burwell taking on fellow Division II unbeaten Cumberland. Uh, don't know if anyone had this circled on their bingo card as a battle of league unbeatens as we head into the last weekend of October. I mean, September, I should say, excuse me. But uh, Cumberland, you know, moving past all the injuries that they had to get to 2-0 at this point is very impressive. Burville, like we talked about, they had a tough showing against Barrington in the non-league and rattled off two straight wins, uh, going on the road, blowing out uh, Cranston West and coming home and surviving a nail-biter against uh, Mount Pleasant. Uh, well, this could, uh, you know, very easily be the game of the week. And, you know, for one of these teams, uh, a chance to really take a stranglehold on a playoff spot. Yeah, I think uh... – you know, just just from the outside, Cumberland has really really been up there these last few years, and it was a little bit of a question. Burville too, but it seemed like maybe a little bit of a, of a question of you know, where would the Broncos be this year? But I think it, I think it's time for somebody to start tweeting out, a la uh, John Rothstein, death taxes Gennaro Ferraro. Yeah, well, I always like to say death taxes. Barvel Saturday noon game, but uh, that's another <laughs> that's because I feel like I always get stuck with that uh lovely assignment. But uh, that's uh, that's the uh, that's the price you pay when you don't play will have lights, uh, per se. But uh, you know, it's uh, you know, last week was a tough atmosphere because there was the rain. I expect a good sized crowd to uh, to come from Cumberland over to this game, and uh, like I said, it will uh, be interesting to see how it plays out. You know, Cumberland, they do have some speed. But if it if it continues to rain like they are uh, predicting Friday into Saturday, neutralize that grass field. That could be just uh, played into uh, head coach Ferraro's uh, philosophy of uh, you know control the clock, you know take those uh, 10, 12 yard plays at a time, and uh, let the defense uh, you know turn it over to them. Yep, yep, yeah. We'll see. It'll be an interesting one. So you will be at Johnston at Moses Brown. Uh, Johnston coming off a Massive throttling upon Antat last week, and Moses Brown, the defending Division Three Super Bowl champs, dealing with some injuries right now. But uh, if you're Johnston, I'm sure you know one thing that you can uh, count on is how are we going to stop Miles Craddock? Uh, we talked about Lincoln's rushing numbers. 
this kid's doing it by himself right now, Will, and it's been mightily impressive. And uh, shout out to the offensive line for Moses Brown because they deserve credit too for spraying him for the uh, yardage he's uh, enjoyed so far. Yeah, I mean, just ridiculous numbers for Craddock, especially that Narragansett game, over 300 yards, and did it on on like a, a shockingly small amount of carries. I don't have the stats in front of me, but he's been unbelievable. You know, maybe the best player in the state, um, despite the fact that, that he's in D3. I'm looking forward to seeing him, uh, and we'll see. Maybe Johnson is a team that can that can slow him down. And, you know, Moses Brown so far has played Narragansett, and I think defensively is probably not – at the level where where they needed to be to, to slow Craddock down, and Rogers is off to a little bit of a, a tough start as well. Uh, so I think Johnson at two and zero, coming off a big win, good test, uh, and, and we'll kind of determine uh, where those teams stand at this point. Yeah, rounding out the rest of the uh, Saturday slate, Juanita Sanchez co-op. They head to an EWG slash Prout co-op noontime kickoff. Another non-league game involving a D1 team taking on someone from D2 Central. They're heading to Woonsocket. Woonsocket with a nice win last week against Shea. St. John's Prep heading to LaSalle. A, uh, I guess a uh, little uh, another test for the Rams as uh, they kind of see where they stand, you know, in terms of elite competition before jumping back into the state. The North Smithfield Mount St. Charles co-op team coming off their first word of the season against Tollgate, kind of a tall order going against a classical team that, you know, Will, you saw last week, very eager to bounce back, I'm sure. And Situate, they are head on to the road to take on Central Falls uh, BVP co-op. Uh, both teams uh, kind of desperate for a win there to remain in the Division Four playoff picture. Yep. Yeah, busy Saturday. Going to be a lot of games out there. Um, should be some good ones. Should be some good ones. I, th- I believe it's a heavy Thursday slate next week. Uh like we said at the top, there was only one game on the docket, so we could uh, potentially breathe back for a Thursday, uh, Wednesday night into Thursday edition of the Ocean State Sidelines podcast. But once again, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Enjoy the games this weekend, and we will be back soon. Thanks, Rob.